Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Angle Podcast. Today, we are doing the Angle Podcast prediction and preview show for WWE Money in the Bank 2021, the first, or we should say the, the second event of the year that's going to have fans. But the first uh, event of this year, post-pandemic era, the Thunderdome is officially done. We are back to fans, and I'm so excited to be here today with Battle from the Battleground Podcast. Welcome to the Angle Podcast. And I'm so glad you're here to uh, talk about Money in the Bank. Man, Joey, uh, greatly do appreciate you let me uh, invade the podcast and uh, let me be on the show. I've been following your YouTube stuff, putting up some great work. So, by the way, if you're watching this right now and you hear me talking, go ahead and hit that like button down there for Joey. And also make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, so we can know that you're doing that right now as we talk. So go do that right now. Uh, but uh, th- <laughs> th- thanks for having me on the show, man. I- I'm looking forward to talking about this. Yeah, so Money in the Bank, the first, like I said, the first pay-per-view of the year post-pandemic era of WWE. We're expecting some surprises, maybe some returns, debuts, whatnot. We're already starting to see some shakeups with the rosters. Um, is there any match on this card in particular that you're looking forward to most? I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, I guess, the, the Edge and Roman match. Uh, that That's the match that I think a lot of people are looking forward to because – we haven't seen Edge since WrestleMania. And, you know, if if you bring Edge back, you can't just not bring him back and not have the title. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So is, is this going to be the time? And we can break that down later. But that's the match that I'm looking forward to of just Edge versus Roman, not Edge, Roman, and Daniel Bryan. And I think for me, honestly, it's this the same match, the Roman versus uh, Edge match, just because when Edge – returned a few weeks ago on SmackDown. For me, it was like, oh, this is a big fight feel. You know, Roman and Edge, this was supposed to be the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, So I think that this is going to be the match of the night. Um, But I do want to start talking about one of the matches that was actually just announced uh, this past Monday for the card, and that is the Raw Tag Team Championship match between AJ Styles and, uh, or it's AJ Styles and almost taking on the Viking Raiders. Uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Um, this match, I feel like, has been brewing for quite some time now just because there is no tag teams. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, AJ and almost coming together was done because there are no tag teams. So what are your thoughts on this match? I mean, taking place, it was supposed to be a Monday Night Raw next week. They moved it to uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts? You know, I feel as if, and like you, you made the, the notion, the notion that there's no tag teams on raw. So I, I feel as if on this one, I think that uh, Viking Raiders get it. They get to win the titles in front of people. Um, as much as I want to see that entire arena chanting war, 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 will WWE allow it? Maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. But I want to see them get the titles because I mean, they're a legitimate tag team and AJ and Omos got thrown together. They've been working great. You can tell that AJ is kind of carrying it and seeing yeah. what happens. Um, and it's good for uh, Omos. Uh, Omos. I always mess it up every time. It's so hard because it's like Omos, Omos. Uh, and, then, and then my redneck comes out and then I'm just like, oh, what? Uh, uh, oh, I'm just going to call him. Oh, um, 
But I, I think it is time for Viking Raiders to get that tag team title back. Cause I mean, they had it, they had it when fans were there and they had it during the post pandemic. Cause they had that weird, was it last year? Was it at money in the bank that they had that weird match where it was them and maybe street profits. And then they fought ninjas in the parking lot. And yeah, it was sometime. Yeah. It was early last year. And they did this whole like best of se- I don't know, series of something. I don't know. Right. What yeah, yeah. 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 And that was, it was funny and entertaining to watch it. But uh, I think now uh, I think it's time that Viking Raiders get the titles back and then we'll figure out what other tag teams come over because we got the draft coming up. So I, I think it's a good time to give them the titles. I think so too, being that there are, I mean, the big, the big thing here, the big key here is there really are no tag teams, not only on raw, but I guess in general, in WWE, you have what the new day on raw, you have mm-hmm. uh, Lucha house party, you have uh, AJ and almost or almost uh, the Viking Raiders. And I mean, I guess you can say uh, RK bro, if they are, you know, an official, I guess they are an official tag team. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, with the fans coming back, I think you need some strong, uh, some strong champions going forward to really bring people back to live events. And I think the Viking Raiders being the ones to lead the charge of the tag division would be a strong, because you know how intense they are. You know how entertaining they are. There's so many aspects to them that really draw people in. So right. I think you're right. I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that they are going to somehow uh, win the titles. Now, the question is, do they pin almost? I mean, this guy is on a war path. I mean, you get, I guess you could say war path, but not really because he's had, what, one or two matches, yeah. three matches since he debuted at WrestleMania. So I'm not sure what they're I, doing with him. I don't think AJ takes the pin in this at all. No. Um, I, I do think if, if, if Viking Raiders do win, I think almost uh, takes the pin. Yeah. And then this either sets him up for something because you don't want to see them break up because then afterwards it's like, what's going to, what are you going to do with almost like, is he just going to sit on the shelf? Is he just going to be another big guy? I mean, they're not bringing raw underground back. So, uh, I mean, you saw, uh, Dabo go and he's with Apollo now. And, yeah. uh, that's the thing afterwards. I, I think I, I want to see AJ go after another big title run not a mid-card title not the tag team titles i i understand it's a filler thing for them right now because it was like yeah what are we gonna do um but i think it's time for aj to go on that title run i think so too i think the aj's he's being groomed for something more obviously there's no tag team so let's utilize the talent we have i mean not all the time do we see this from wwe but i'm glad they're doing it with at least aj uh building almost in in the process so i definitely think that holding the title since WrestleMania money in the bank first event back with fans get a big pop from the Viking Raiders. Like you said, everyone's screaming war. Uh, so I think Viking Raiders, they're going to walk away with the title. Yeah, for sure. That, that's, here. that's what I'm hoping. So, yeah. Well, uh, staying on topic of, of Monday night raw. I mean, we do have another match that uh, has been brewing. I guess you can say for quite over a year now, finally going, uh, I guess you could say one-on-one at a pay-per-view again. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Mm. This match is one that I think, honestly, I think the fans are tired of seeing. Um, but yeah. it can be a great match. We've seen it happen at WrestleMania, a great match. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Where do you think that they go with this whole storyline? It's it's going to be interesting because you, with, with Rhea, you've brought her in to 
to roll. You hyped her up for weeks and all these vignettes and promos. And she's came in as the, the badass Rhea that we knew from NXT, not the, the Rhea that lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania last year. This is like a new and improved badass Rhea Ripley. Confident. Do I want Charlotte to win? No. Um, as big as a Charlotte fan as I am, um, and we've had her on the show twice. Um, I, I don't think it, she needs to be the title holder at the moment. I know that that's the, that's the go-to thing that if something's not happening, you either gave it to Charlotte or you give it to Becky. I think Rhea has been very phenomenal with that title. I think Rhea deserves a title run with fans. Um, and, and if you put anybody in a match with Charlotte, they're going to make you look good. And that's, what's going to happen in front of these fans. And I, I think at the end of the match, I really think that it's going to be Rhea getting her hand raised over Charlotte. And then maybe, maybe if let's say, and we could say this for part of the other one, cause there's still somebody that hasn't been announced for the women's money in the bank ladder match. So maybe Charlotte gets pissed off because she loses. Yeah. And she jumps somebody in the back and Charlotte goes in for the ladder match. And then it sets up for that. Yeah. And she is tight with management. So you never know. She could just, you know, get herself placed in. There is one more spot available. So exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to go. I personally, I I've always been a fan of Rhea Ripley, especially in her NXT days. I think now having her on raw in this position, a different Rhea Ripley than we're used to seeing. And I'm not sure if I'm fully behind it yet, um, I loved her in NXT. I love the work that she's doing now, really being that that confident person, that confident champion on Raw, who is going toe-to-toe with Charlotte. Normally, we're used to seeing people bow to Charlotte. For sure. Uh, and I think that Rhea is holding her ground. So I would definitely like to see Rhea leave as champion. But I also wouldn't be opposed to Charlotte winning, causing some controversy, and having Rhea maybe uh, go back into the hunt mode and maybe even allow other people to step up because Charlotte is, you know, the end all be all in WWE. Right. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Now, when it comes to with Charlotte, would you rather her break her dad's record of holding the most titles or would you rather it be Cena? Uh, because for a while, that was what we all thought as wrestling fans, that if anybody breaks the streak of, you know, somebody having the world title, it's got to be Charlotte beating her dad. Yeah. Not Cena beating Ric Flair. I, I look at it like this. I'm, I'm more of a, I don't know, I guess you could say historian when it comes to that wrestling stuff. Yeah. Charlotte Flair's, she hasn't even been on the main roster yet for not even 10 years yet, you know? Yeah. Uh, and she's had, she's coming up to that, that, that number. Cena has been in WWE. I mean, how long now? <laughs> he came well, in. I mean, it's 20s, been a while. Came in in his twenties, and he just had his what forty fourth, forty fifth birthday, something like that. Yeah. So I'd say what twenty years, give or take. Twenty about twenty years now. Um, how many of Charlotte's title fences, defenses, or or title victories can you say you remember? And how many that's of good, Cena's can you say you, you can remember? Right. And and see, that's a tough thing is like, you know, not trying to get off topic for money in the bank topics. But I mean, that that's the thing that you thought there for a second when Charlotte just kept continuously winning back the title. You're like, all right, is this going to be the storyline that like Charlotte beats her dad? And then so finally is like, I'm out of your shadow kind of thing as a wrestling fan. And, 
you know, make believe Booker in my head. Um, that that's what you kind of thought, but at this, it's, you don't know if you want it to happen or not. Yeah, you can you can either go by the number of wins or the number of title wins, and that's what goes down in history, or you can talk about what goes down forever, you know, in moments, and that's what WWE is about: is creating moments. And For sure. If you look at how many Cena has created opposed to Charlotte. I would definitely have to say Cena is the way to go because I can name, you know, a, a bunch of his title victories or, or defenses. Uh, Charlotte, I feel like it's just been over a very short period of time because there has been no one else. Right. For sure. Not and taking anything away from Charlotte. Charlotte is a, she's a great champion. And I think she definitely will get close to that number. But I think if you're, if you're looking to see who should be the one, I think it should be Cena. Yeah, it's, I think it's got to be seen. I mean, the guy's hustle, no no pun intended. He's hustled <laughs> his, his way through that company. And, I mean, he's he's getting what he des- what he deserves. So Yeah, and, and to see him where he is today, I mean, in box office movies, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's every wrestling fan's worst nightmare when they see their favorite guys, you know, leave to Hollywood. But it's mm-hmm. also if you pull, your, you pull the wrestling fan out of you and you look at, you know, what this guy has been able to accomplish, I mean, all the props to him. That's, that's an amazing, you know, not everybody can do it. Yeah. No, so. I mean, a lot of people, when, when the rock started doing it, they're like, well, what is he doing? Like it was these slow, very movies. And now look at him. Yep. So. Highest paid actor at one point in Hollywood. I mean, yeah. And now he owns the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on, on topic of, you know, talking about Charlotte and money in the bank, um, we both kind of agree that uh, Rhea is going to be walking away as champion. For Although sure. I personally would not mind seeing either one because I think it creates more, uh, it creates more stories, I guess. And that's what's kind of lacking right now in raw. Yeah. And I, I think that is, I mean, it's, you, you watch raw and I, I, my thing is, is sometimes if I don't watch it, I just scroll through social media and that's how I figure out what it is. But then when I've seen it, it's like, it's the same stuff every, every week. And I get that they're building up to a pay-per-view, but it's just like, what, what is this? Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's very predictable. The product is very predictable, especially Monday night raw. Um, which is why I said if, if Charlotte can walk, you know, somehow walk away with the, with the title, people are going to be in shock and they're going to boo mm-hmm. really loud boo. And, you know, for the first show back in front of fans, a loud boo is still a really, really great reaction. So, I mean, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised with either or to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think I, I am very interested to see what fans are going to do, because if you look in the Thunderdome, I mean, they've been able to control who gets booed and who who gets cheered. Exactly. Now you got live fans. You're not going to be able to dictate the story. Yep. And that that's kind of leading me to uh, my next match that I want to talk about, and that is uh, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. This year we have a plethora of, of guys who I think that in their own right can walk away with the briefcase. We have on the Raw side, we have, uh, Riddle, Ricochet, John Morrison, and Drew McIntyre. On SmackDown, we have Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. I mean, this is a stacked a stacked match. And like I said, any one of these guys can walk away as the winner. W- what are your thoughts? Man, I, you, you sit here and look, and it's like the, the, whole, the whole card. And, and I, I think Drew, I don't know if it's time for Drew's 
chance to win it. I really think, I think this is Big E's time. I, I want to see Big E get the, the money in the bank briefcase. And maybe if it's not Big E, maybe Shinsuke, because I love this King Shinsuke. Yeah, I mean, they're, um, they're going with it. <laughs> but everybody else, I, I think, I don't think Kevin Owens gets it. Uh, I think there's something later down the road for him. I think Drew, I don't, I don't think it's Drew's time again because, I mean, throwing him right back into the title picture after losing it, maybe Riddle could be a possibility just because he's so funny and everybody thinks to like him. I think they put Ricochet and Morrison in this match because, I mean, let's be honest, we want to see the high-flying spots from those two. And Kofi. Um, it, so. And Kofi, yeah. And, I mean, you, you just want to see what's going to happen with this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really think that uh, with the men's ladders matches, it's got to be Big E for this one. It's his time. There, When I think about all the different directions they can go with this match, literally my mind is, like, ready to explode. Because on the SmackDown side, you have, okay, Kevin Owens. A lot of people are not predicting that he's going to win it. But months ago, he said on Talking Smack that if he's in the Money in the Bank match, he's going to win it. He's going to go after Roman. They have history. So there mm-hmm. is a possibility there that's the direction they go. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it's open. Um, you also have Shinsuke. Shinsuke also has some history with Roman. Uh, earlier in the year when they were you know, leading up to WrestleMania, they had all that, uh, that beat the clock or whatever tournament they had. And yeah. Shinsuke held his own. And you know, it, it almost was Shinsuke uh, to earn a shot against Roman. Now they're building this thing with Seth where it looks like somewhere down the road, we're going to get Seth and Roman for the title. Seth being the one who was supposed to be in Money in the Bank, who uh, management told him that he'd be in the match. Then it went to Edge. So I guess you can say he has a fair shot of walking away with the, with the briefcase. Um, and then if you look on Raw, I mean, Ricoch- Ricochet and John Morrison, these, these are the two I would, I would honestly be shocked if they did walk away with the win. Uh, and then you have Riddle, who uh, really just, where's Randy Orton? <laughs> yeah. Um, does Randy Orton cost Riddle this match for ultimately costing Randy Orton his spot? Yeah. Sorry. And, so, and uh, you kind of want to see maybe possibly Randy and, and Riddle get the tag team titles. I mean, it's, it's just kind of fun to watch these two go every week. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, would, I would like to see them have the, the tag team titles because I think it would be funny. Someone actually tweeted to me during Raw, I think last week or the week before. They said, uh, Riddle's not winning, that Randy Orton is going to cost Riddle the match to set up a big match at SummerSlam. And I'm like, wow, that would be great. But I would also love to see them walk away with the Raw Tag Team titles. (laughs) Right. And WWE loves to throw just random people together. Yeah. And I I think this is a good time. They're promoting RK-Bro all over the place. But where is Randy? So maybe Randy comes in at, uh, at uh, Money in the Bank to help Riddle win. Exactly. So there's, like I said, there's so many, so many paths they can go. Now, I think the, the dark horse in this match obviously is Drew McIntyre because Drew is, I mean, you could say he is the face of WWE during the pandemic era or one of the faces. Um, but the big but here is, he lost at Hell in a Cell. He's no longer allowed to have a championship match while Bobby Lashley is champion. Um, so is the Money in the Bank a, a loophole? Right. He does win. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I definitely have to agree with you here. I think Big E 
is the way to go. And I actually created a whole, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. I created a whole like storyline uh, a couple of days ago where I said, okay, earlier in the night, we have the money in the bank match. Big E wins later on in the show. You have Lashley versus Kofi. Kofi loses to, to Lashley. Uh, and okay. then Big E cashes in on Lashley, wins the WWE Championship, moves over to Raw, and the New Day ultimately turns on Big E because Kofi's pissed he didn't win. And now we have the new Hurt Business with Ooh. the New Day and Lashley and MVP. I like <laughs> that. MVP and, uh, you know, here's what I might do. This is, And I'm going to take your idea. Because uh, on Friday, uh, we've got a new episode dropping of the Battleground Podcast. Kobe Kingston's going to be on the show. So sure. I will throw that idea out there and see kind of <laughs> what his reaction's going to be. Yeah. And I will make sure to credit you the entire way through it. And we'll see <laughs> what Kofi's reaction is in this video I that we're going to do with him to see what he thinks if this could happen. Yeah, I mean, I let me tell you, I almost got slaughtered on Twitter because people are like, the New Day always said they would never break up. They would never do anything like this, la, la, la. And I'm like, this is WWE, and they want some big stuff to come back from the pandemic era. I mean, this is this would be a big, big way. I it mean, because be... I know there was rumblings of putting Big E on Raw. Uh, there was some talk of, you know, moving him over there. And how do you, how do you create this storyline? Because then ultimately... Bobby Lashley is open for a match with Lesnar at SummerSlam. If yes. Kofi and Big E are in the title picture. So exactly. it does make sense, but I can definitely see it going a whole other way. Um, that's why I think, you know, Big E, I, I did think maybe Corbin had a chance if he was going to be in the match just because he's been on the, on the losing end lately. I really feel that Corbin needs to get a shot somehow, somewhere. I thought maybe money in the bank like you know how they usually they'll they'll basically bury it. it looks like they're burying a character and then give him one slingshot win to revamp himself so i right. thought maybe that's what corbin was getting and that's what i thought um especially with this whole sad corbin and exactly. you're poor and all this other stuff maybe maybe this is like you said this maybe this is the setup Maybe he's maybe he comes in somehow and attacks somebody and like maybe he beats up Shinsuke and be like, well, Shinsuke can't do it, so I'll do it. Yeah, this match I think it's going to be an exciting one, uh, but I think the best part about it is that you can give a story for each, why each one of these guys could win the match. Exactly, and that makes it unpredictable, and that for me is very exciting. Yeah, and I uh, I really I think you know kind of doubling down. I think it, it's going to be Big E. And the way you explain that storyline, I'm all for it. And, you know, maybe even this could be even long-term storytelling. But let's hypothetically, and, I, and I'll bring this up. So actually, I'm going to shelve that and bring it up when we talk about the Kofi and Bobby Lashley match. So I'm going to save that thought. Got it. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it now. So uh, keeping things on track with the, with the Money Bank ladder match, uh, let's talk about the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, this match, first time in a long time, I'm excited to see this many, you know, women that I'm actually interested to see more of in this match. We have on the SmackDown side, we have Zelina Vega, which huge surprising return. Glad she's back in WWE. We have that was kind of a shocker. That was that was, and it was being reported by a lot of people, and I still didn't think that it would be that soon because it was like the same day. Yeah, uh, so a shocker there. We have Zelina Vega, 
We have Liv Morgan, Natalia, who was recently added, and there's one more spot open for the SmackDown side. Um, and on Raw, we have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, whatever you want to call her. Right. Almost a superhero. So I, there's a lot of opportunity in this match. <laughs> I think I I really feel as if like with with this whole new Nikki Cross, you kind of feel as if like they're gonna let her do this and let her maybe have the the thing because I mean you you followed her along on Twitter and you see her like frustration about how she's been used and utilized and then she comes out as a superhero and as a wrestling fan I was like what 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 the hell is this like I have yeah. no idea <laughs> is this like when Hurricane and Molly Holly did their thing like my hands are just up in the air I have no I was idea. like I I didn't know what it was and so I'm like okay cool this is uh, an interesting concept um, I feel as if like it should be live also live has the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Um, but I just think after watching raw over the past several weeks, I feel as if somehow Alexa bliss wins this. And I feel as if somehow maybe this is where we see brace show up and help her win the title. Like or brace brace sitting there lights go out comes back on and he's like i mean i don't think he's going to be on top of a ladder because you can't do that now that you're not in the thunderdome but yeah. maybe bray shows up because i mean this is the first big show since mania that they've had crowds and he's been off since Mania. yeah but maybe he cost her the money in the bank i could see that too what happened at wrestlemania maybe Ultimately he takes the doll and stomps on it <laughs> does something um i would not be surprised to see alexa bliss win because i feel like they're really pushing her to uh an elevated spot in the division um but the big question here is who's going to be that last member on team uh, on the smackdown side i mean mm. you said maybe before it's charlotte she, charlotte gets herself put in i mean maybe it's tamina being that both you know women's tag champions are in the match i mean that would be you know a logical answer too but who else on the roster who else can be put in this match whether it's on whether she's on the roster or maybe just a surprise uh i feel as if like every every wrestling fan wants it to be becky lynch especially after they posted photos yep. i don't I, I don't feel as if becky will come out for that if she shows up i feel as if becky shows up for the winner of the Rhea and Charlotte match to be like, that's mine. I'm coming to reclaim it kind of thing because yeah. she just, she never really lost it. She gave it up. Yeah. So technically she could still go after and get a title rematch, all that, whatever. I feel as if they'll throw and I is Nia Jax hurt. I feel as if they'll throw Nia Jax in there yeah, because they want, have, you have Shayna too. Shayna's yeah. Because I feel as if they would want Nia in there just to wreak havoc and just go to town and beat the piss out of people. Yeah. Um, and, of course, nobody can be on here and be like, oh, it's going to be Ronda Rousey. Well, sorry, guys. <laughs> she's pregnant. So there's no way that's yeah, happening. Exactly. Um, but, I, I, I mean, it, it could be it, – it, I mean, it could be Becky. It could be Nia. I mean, it could be, uh, you know, Dewdrop and Eve, Eve Marie throws her out there. Yeah. Um, and that's how Eve Marie's like, I'm gonna be the champion, but Dewdrop's gonna go win the thing for me and then throw it down to me. Um, so I mean, there, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of female talent that are there and ready to go. And maybe um I, maybe somebody from NXT shows up. 
that and takes the spot. Question. Could it be like Tony Storm? I know she's coming, but I mean, yeah, maybe it could be Shotzi. I mean, they could throw somebody in there. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to uh, walk away uh, the 2021 Miss Money in the Bank? I really think it's going to be Alexa. Alexa, especially with her tormenting the the roster and all this other stuff over the yeah. past couple weeks, it's got to be Alexa. Um, I have I have a, a theory out there, and I'll let you finish first. Um, I, and because I, I look at it and it's like, okay, well, if Liv wins it, is it because hey, you know, we pretty much got rid of your friends with with riffs? Um, is it going to be you know Nikki because hey, we're giving you a new gimmick? Um, and a lot of people, and I know this will happen, and I will call it right now. A lot of people will say that Naomi will not win it because of the whole situation with the DUI and all that other stuff. So people will throw that conspiracy theory out there. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see Oscar, you know, win it. And does, you know, you can't give it to Selena right off the bat as soon as she came in. Um, so it's gotta be Alexa. My pick is it's probably gonna throw you off here. <laughs> My pick. I'm going to have to go with Zelina. I think really? that coming in the way that she did and losing to live in that first match uh really i think they're doing that to put her almost in the back seat of this match so it is a surprising factor if she does win um but also look at the history that she has with bianca belair i mean she lost continuously to bianca belair true uh, last year or this year whenever i think it was last year um i mean like just brutally took losses to, to bianca and now that bianca's champion she's got a chip on her shoulder and the first time she was in wwe she also didn't really receive much of a uh, a singles push, I guess you can say. Right. So I think this time around, I think she's out for for really what she deserves, uh, a spot, you know, being a champion in WWE. I think maybe she shocks the world and Zelina Vega wins the Money in the Bank and goes after Bianca. I can definitely see that happening. Um, and, and it, it kind of sucks because, like, you, you get excited thinking, all right, Bailey's you know, going to win this. And then of course the unfortunate accident and, and maybe, and I, maybe what if WWE is swerving every single person, dirt sheets and all, and Bailey's really not hurt. And she comes out as a surprise person. I would be ecstatic. I, I think that where Bailey was positioned at this moment in time, she, I mean, she is the number one star of this pandemic era. I mean, oh, for been, sure. She's been the greatest thing in WWE as of late. Um, but here's another swerve. What if it uh, ends up being Sasha Banks to come out and take that last spot? And she hasn't been seen in a while. Fill so. in for Bailey. Because I think when Bailey comes back, I, I don't think they have a choice but to make her a babyface in this yeah. kind of character she's in now. Um, so I think maybe what if they what if they throw Sasha? I can I can see that, and it, I, I think I would like to see Sasha in it, and. You know, it, when I first saw, and this is kind of talking about the Bailey thing, when I first saw it, it was like when WWE puts out the so-and-so's hurt, they never put a timetable on it. So I was like nine months. And of course, all the people were like, oh, she's pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, but it was just weird to me when it was like, Bailey's out nine months. Yeah. In, in, a, just, in a training accident. And a training accident. She was getting trained. And, and, you know, I read all, all the dirt sheets, every, all the stuff. And it's like, yeah, this is what happened. We talked to people on the inside. And I feel as if, like, 
the people on the inside are like, we're going to tell them this to throw them off. Yep. And then all of a sudden we're going to be doing this thing. And Bailey's going to be like, I'm here. Ha ha. got you. And then climbs up the ladder, gets the briefcase. And she becomes the Mrs. Money in the bank. Yeah. Comes in the match later on and, and when everyone's already down and just does her thing. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. there's so many things about this show that I'm actually excited for because there is a lot of unpredictability. Oh, for sure. And the fans being back, that's going to be the best part. Yeah. Like, and we've, we've seen it with, with AEW. Um, the fans make a hell of a difference. Oh, hell yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great seeing them at WrestleMania and I'll never forget the moment when uh, Bianca slapped uh, Sasha with that ponytail and you see the dude in the pink ringside like just take off running from his seat <laughs> after that happened like that was but that was one of probably the most memorable moment of the night it's kind of like the guy when undertaker lost and he's like yeah he's like, <laughs> so that watching the guy in the pink jacket if you ever get the chance to just kind of try to google it you see him jump and then run yeah it was just wrestlemania i think was a great moment because not only the matches but like you said just the fans being present like really bringing what we've missed so much from wrestling uh, over the last year or so. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, there's so much to look forward to with this pay-per-view. Uh, but there's two matches left I want to discuss with you. Um, two big title matches on this card. One being for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley defends against Kofi Kingston. Really a, a spot for Kofi that a lot of people did not think was going to be possible again. Um, yeah. Being that he won at WrestleMania 35, uh, Kofi Mania running wild, and now uh, Kofi is back in the title picture, doing an excellent job, might I add, doing uh, some great mic work, some great promo work with Bobby Lashley, bringing the best out of Lashley that we really haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, and I, I really think, like, I think Kofi could actually win this one, to be completely honest. Yeah. I think because Bobby Lashley's like, MVP, you screwed me, blah, 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 blah. I really think that, that, you know, it, it's going to come down to Kofi could win this with MVP's help. Yeah. Either I with mean, his help or help to Lashley that backfires and ultimately helps Kofi. Like what's been happening over the last few weeks. Right. And I mean, the fact that Xavier beat Bobby the other night, I mean, yeah, that's got to go into some sort of psych going into it and say, okay, Xavier beat you. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if Kofi wins, MVP takes Kofi and Xavier under their wing. And maybe it could be going back to your storyline that you predicted. I mean, it's it could be some interesting stuff, but I feel as if the, uh, you know, the long-term storytelling Maybe Kofi wins this and think back to when Kofi won WrestleMania and the viral video going around of MVP and Shad yep. being very, very emotional. Yep. Long-term storytelling. What if that's part of it? And MVP was like, you know, I was yeah. there when you saw it, won it, very emotional thing. I hate how they screwed you over. You're going to come with me. Yeah. Because I mean, being with MVP, you look at you look at what he did. Bobby was in the the, the storyline of having an affair with Lana. You had Cedric, who was just there. You had Shelton, who was losing matches on main event. And then MVP comes in and look at it. 
all of them had titles. Her business doing yeah. MVP has been, I think, one of no pun intended here, but one of the MVPs. Oh, for sure. Of the pandemic, I mean, time with WWE. I mean, he came in as a producer and transitioned to on-air talent, and nobody thought this is where he would be. You know, a year later. Right, and you know, we were right before he showed up at the Royal Rumble. We were actually. Uh, me and my co-host, we were actually able to see uh, a wrestling show in Clarksville, Tennessee. It was tried and true. Um, and it was MVP's kind of like retirement match in a way. It was him versus Ricky Starks. Wow. And uh, at the end of it, like MVP did the send off. And he's like, hey, like, this is going to be my last match. You know, there's some things happening, this, this, and this. And then he took the MVP chain off, laid it in the middle of the ring and walked out. Wow. And I was like, okay, something's about to happen. He's like done, done, or he was going to WWE. And then of course, all of a sudden he shows up at the Royal Rumble and the, the most amazing Black Panther ring gear ever. ever. Um, <laughs> and I, I really think, like you said, no pun intended, he's been the MVP of this, of the Thunderdome era. Yeah. Um, and he has revitalized careers. He has, he's doing just like Paul Heyman's done. Yeah. And I think if anything, I think that this, if he, if Kofi can win, which I, I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say Kofi will win. Um, if Kofi wins, MVP takes him under his wing. Xavier comes in, does his thing. Maybe uh, Xavier gets a title. And, and maybe Big E comes over and he's like, hey, what happened to you guys? Like, yeah. maybe, this is, maybe this is the time to turn Kofi and Xavier into heels and let Big E be the baby face. Yeah, and if he's the Money in the Bank winner... I mean, it sets it up for, for a great opportunity. Yeah. Now, would WWE make their most valuable assets heels? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it would be before. good to see. I mean, we all never we never thought Roman Reigns was going to be a heel, but now look at it. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. But uh, I definitely think that – I mean, you, you can kind of weigh out the options here. Do you see that a Big E winning – I mean, obviously, we both agree Big E is going to win the money in the bank. Now, if Kofi does win – uh, the WWE title and they go heel or they say face. I mean, who, who, who would you say would be more uh, available to be a heel? Would you, do you have Kofi win the title as a face big E cashes in on Kofi and turns heel? Or do you have, you know, like you said, the new day aligns with MVP turning heel and you have uh, big E there as a face. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe this could be the dark horse. And maybe you have Xavier just be the hill and be like, look, like I'm tired of being the comical guy, the guy behind you guys living in your shadow. Maybe, maybe Xavier turns heel. Could be. I definitely, I definitely do for some, for some reason, my gut is telling me to go with Bobby Lashley. Um, I think that what's been happening over the last few weeks with, with, with him, especially uh, losing to Xavier, this is just to show a weak side of Lashley. And I think, like he said on Monday, you know, no more bullshit. I think on Sunday, there's no more bullshit. I think we're going to get that Lashley, that, uh, no pun intended here, but that beast Lashley that we've been really getting in a way, but not to the full extent because yeah. he's had, you know, the girl, the women and the champagne. And we just need that, that, that bare knuckle Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And I think, you know, this gives that opportunity that, uh, you know, if, if Bobby loses, this gives you the easy way to have Bobby versus Brock 
not a title, doesn't have to worry. Us as fans don't have to be like, well, this is horseshit because Brock Lesnar just came back and he got the title again. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it should be with a title at all. They, no, they I think it should just be them two. And if you really want to go like really, really gritty, make it a non-sanctioned match. Yeah. So it's a brawl. Just let them go at it. That's all I want. I just we all want to see it. We've all wanted to see Bobby versus Brock. And uh, you know, we we had Bobby Lashley on our show not too long ago, and we asked him about it, and he's like, everybody wants to see it. I've asked WWE about it. That was the plan when I came back into WWE that we would get Bobby versus Brock and it never happened. And Bobby's like, Brock knows where I'm at. Yeah. So now the real question is, do we get uh, ponytail Brock or do we get, you know, the Brock that we're used to seeing? If we don't get ponytail Brock, I'm not watching it. And it's gotta be (laughs) some kind of weird stipulation where it's like something versus ponytail. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. There's a lot of, like I said, I've mean, been saying it the whole show. There's a lot of different options to go, a lot of different routes to go with this show. And I'm excited. I mean, there's just so much to be excited for, not only the fans being back, but these matches. Either way, I'm going to be happy with, with the winners. Uh, oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. Lashley and- wins. Okay, great. But we have money in the bank. Someone can cash in. Kofi wins. Holy hell, everyone's excited. But then again, money in the bank. So, yeah. And the one, like you said, it's, it's going to be exciting because fans are back and you know, WWE is not going to just put on a normal in the Thunderdome pay-per-view. They are going to go all out for this show. They're going to pull out all the stops. Yep. Now there is uh so for the record, you're going with Kofi and I am going with uh, Bobby Lashley for this match. Yes. I'm going with Kofi all the way. Now, the last match I do want to discuss is, uh, like we've been talking about, is one of the biggest matches, I think, of the year, really. Uh, it, it was supposed to be penciled in as the, the, the WrestleMania main event. It's the Universal Championship match between the champion, Roman Reigns, and the Rated-R Superstar, the, the Iconoclist, uh, Edge. Yeah. This is, this is a, a one-for-the-ages match. And it's, it's going to be tough because we, we've talked about this on our show. Who's the person that beats Roman? It is going to be the hardest thing to do. And the only way that you could possibly beat him is if somehow somebody screws him. And I think maybe the Usos. And I, I, I've said this numerous times, and I have died on this hill looking like an idiot. <laughs> I feel as if, like, the Usos are got to be the ones that cost Roman the match. And that's the only way you can get the title off of Roman. Um because Roman, you're not going to beat him clean because he is just too good right now. And I figured, you know, at WrestleMania, throwing Daniel Bryan in there, I figured Edge was going to pin Roman or Edge was going to pin Daniel Bryan or vice versa. And Roman didn't get the, didn't get pinned. So then he could be like, hey, I didn't get pinned. I'm still a champion. It doesn't count. You know, I, I do like the idea of the Usos costing Roman, but. Is it now or is it later on after they're already holding the tag titles? Like this storyline can go on for years. And I think it's it can. Going to, I think it's going to culminate at least till next year, uh, trying to get the rock in to do rock and Roman for, for mania. Um, and even then, I don't think Roman loses. I, it's just, it's going to be tough. You know, the, the rumors of being uh, Roman versus Cena at, at SummerSlam. I, I, there's no shot that I think Cena's taking the title, if that is the case. 
I mean, there is really no one who I think that can take the title off of Roman. You would see the internet wrestling community lose their mind if Cena wrestles at SummerSlam and beats Roman for the title. Oh, absolutely. They will legitimately lose their damn mind. And I get it. They are probably trying to make Cena break Ric Flair's record because he's, what, one one away from beating I think that if he wins one. one. He's, yeah. he's tied right now. Yeah, so it's like, do you? is that going to be it? Like, does he beat Roman for that title? And then, then after that, then Cena goes back to being what he dissed the rock on of being like a part-timer because as soon as SummerSlam's over, He's got to go back to filming. There was another theory that I, uh, I I came up with, and it's like, do you have Roman hold the title until after they do this draft that apparently is being reported? Um, do you have Drew be the one to beat Roman sometime next year or even this year? Would Drew be a good candidate to, to dethrone Roman? I think, I mean, I think Drew could be, and then you, you know, you've got, uh, you've got the, the, the reports that WWE is working with MLW and maybe, maybe they bring some of them in there and they do like a new Samoan dynasty kind of thing. He's got Roman's got some cousins over there. So yeah. And so maybe, maybe does that. I I mean, there's, with Roman and their family, these storylines are endless and you can drag, like you said, you can drag this out. And it's still what's going to happen. And, and now that you have Roman with Paul as his mouthpiece, that makes it way better than Roman doing this, looking at his you know hand from the script. I even said, I mean, this story storyline can go as far as like adding like Anaya or Tamina even to the group and just making it, you know, like you said, a Samoan dynasty where there is a lot of, lot of lineage, a lot of players in WWE today where if they need some, you know, rejuvenating, you know where to yeah. send them. And you've got The Rock's daughter down there in, at the Performance Center. Exactly. So maybe she plays a part in this. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, but really trying to stay on topic like of this of this, right. yeah. this particular match because, I mean, I don't want to take away from Edge being that like this guy is one of the best ever really to do it. Um, does he have a chance in this match? I think he does. I think... I think if any time, and I, and I said this, it's, it's hard to pull it off of Roman. Yeah. I think if any time it's edge, I mean, you look at the guy came back from career ending cert, like Dunzo came back, put on a hell of a match with Randy Orton came back Royal rumble came back, put on a hell of a, a match came back after another injury and put on a hell of a match at WrestleMania. I really think, I think this is the time that Edge gets a title. Um, and he's bringing the, the, the older fans like us back into wrestling because you see Edge there and you're like, oh, I remember this. I remember the time that, you know, him and Lita in the middle of the ring and this and this <laughs> and this. So it's like, I would like to see Edge get the new title. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I think it's, as much people are like, oh, we don't want legends having titles, blah, 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 blah. I think it's time for Edge to have that title. And you can even drag, you know, drag this out and, and uh, you know, have Edge beat Roman and Roman has some kind of thing of like, no, this didn't happen and blah, 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 blah. And Edge still wins the title. And, uh, you know, spear versus spear. 
there's a there's a, a report going a rumor report whatever you want to call it you, you never know anymore um that there's a match for SummerSlam that that's being debated edge versus seth rollins i'd pay for that one i'd buy a ticket to it what if edge wins the universal championship from roman at money in the bank and then if seth wins money in the bank he cashes in right on edge wins i would if if that happened a match for SummerSlam. If that happened, I would buy a plane ticket to Las Vegas and I would be sitting there in the arena to watch Edge versus Seth Rollins. Like Edge finally wins the match after, you know, after the title after 10 years, you know, the whole story wins the Universal Championship and out of nowhere gets stomped and in minutes loses to Seth Rollins who cashes in. Seth pulls off another WrestleMania moment. Yep. And now, and, and maybe. Maybe let's let's throw this out there as well. Kind of going back to having trying to beat Roman. What if you know Seth comes in? Because I mean, they they've they've hinted and alluded to Seth and Roman again doing their thing. Yep. So let's say let's say Seth wins Money in the Bank, and this is the way to get Edge to win the title. So let's say Seth. This is what I'm thinking. Seth cashes in the Money in the Bank. Makes it a triple threat for the main event at Money in the Bank. Yep. Ro- Edge pins Seth for the title. And that can set that thing up. And then, you know, Roman does his thing. And that's where you get Roman and Cena at SummerSlam. That's yep. my theory. The, any one of these, I think, would be ideal. Yeah. That, it, that, it, I think that that would probably be your best bet. Get us to that point. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that could be your best bet, if anything, if you really want Edge to have the title. And you want to see Roman and Cena at SummerSlam? I think that's the way to do it. That way, it's not a big match for Cena to come in and win the title, and Cena could put over Roman even more, and then we get Edge and Seth again. I don't know. I'm, I'm again. I'm excited for this Sunday. <laughs> hey, there's because... so many possibilities. We could probably sit here and do this for like three hours. Exactly. There's just so much that you can come up with where it's like. How can that not happen? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be insane. Yeah, so is there anything on this card that you think you have down locked and loaded? This is exactly what's going to happen. Anything that you're set on that, you know, you think is going to actually happen? I, I, I think it, going through kind of looking at everything, I think when it comes to the money in the bank match, I'm going to set and lock down with Big E winning. It's his time. Yeah. I, I, again, I have to tend to agree with you there. I just think that if they're going to pull the trigger to put Biggie in the main event, I mean, he was just coming off of a story, starting a story with the, formerly known as Aleister Black, um, really just ended up being nowhere. I mean, yeah. where's Apollo been? I mean, was did he go back into that story? Like, there's not really anywhere to put him right now. So I think this would be the best move. Um, Biggie winning money in the bank. I, I, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to see that opening sequence of welcome in to WWE Money in the Bank. Pa 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 pa. Real people, not piped in music. Yep. <laughs> or a virtual screen either. That's going to yeah. be the best part that I'm excited about. Uh, and I, I know that uh, over the past couple weeks, it's been kind of hard to watch. But I, I feel as if this Sunday, it's going to take the the turn and it's going to bring people back 
and it's rejuvenated and people are going to be pumped because well, Friday night's the first live show with fans. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you've got that and then the pay-per-view they're going to pull all the stops out to make sure you, they say, Hey, look, we're here to stay. We're ready to go. Let's do this. Welcome back fans. It kind of feels like the, uh, the shows after WrestleMania in a yes. way where it's like, you don't know who's going to show up, what's going to happen. You know, surprises are planned, but you don't know where the hell they're going to go with it. So much, you know, going on to look forward to it's, it's, and again, with the pandemic era finally being over, I think us as wrestling fans, we're really appreciative to things that we weren't necessarily appreciative before. And, you know, like having live fans, having the reactions, having just, the atmosphere where we were so used to seeing and having it taken away. I think yeah. now there's a newfound respect and appreciation for it where I think it's going to be loud. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be nuts because I, I remember last year we were set to go to NXT in Nashville and they were doing a show and that was right as soon as COVID hit. And I was like, Oh, we'll still be able to go to the show. It's going to be fine. Like this is just going to be a little thing. It's going to blow over. And then it's like, canceled postponed moved and i was like now what and then this being able to be at a live show and watching fans it's going to be amazing yep i was i kind of had the same situation i had tickets for what originally was supposed to be aew blood and guts in uh, New oh. York, New the original original of it and uh that was in march of 2020 and that got uh that got canned <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and then they moved it to July, and then they canceled it again. Uh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, very appreciated to be where we are now, where we're getting everything back. Yes. And, uh, I know I've said it a million times, but I'm just excited, man. And it's gonna be a yeah. great weekend. It's gonna be some fun stuff to watch for sure. And we have Impact's anniversary uh, the night before, so I mean that's gonna be a great way. Uh, start off with great surprises because July 15th is that big day for most WWE released talent or released WWE talent from uh, April. So if they didn't have that 90 day clause, <laughs> right. If they, if they didn't have that 90 day clause, it's, it's from, from what I've heard Saturday's show for impact is going to be nuts. That's all I can say, because I, I did voice the promo for Slammiversary. So when you listen to it, that's wow. me on there doing the future endeavors and blah, blah, blah. What I can say is it's going to be absolutely nuts Saturday. I'm excited for that show, too. I mean, like I said, this whole weekend and going forward, pro wrestling, I guess you can say, is, is really back and, back and ready to go. And it's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. <laughs> for sure. I'm pretty pumped about it. And Friday night's the kickoff for it. Battle, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time. I know we went a little over the normal, but, you know, that's always expected when we get into these conversations. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and it was no problem. I was <laughs> literally sitting here at the house, so we're, we're good. So we are good. To just, and I, we could go for longer next time. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm very appreciative. And thank you so much for letting me be on the show today. Of course, yeah. And I, I love to do this again with you. And uh, for all the fans watching and listening, where can they uh, go to find more of you and what you're doing? Because I know – you're doing a lot of great things. You just had some great guests on that I've seen uh, recently. And you said Kofi coming up this week. So yeah. Um, so uh, my personal stuff is across the board. It's battle on air, Twitter and Instagram for both of those. Um, if you want to follow the podcast, we are on Instagram at battleground podcast on Twitter. It's battleground IHR. And of course, 
Friday dropping a new episode. Kofi Kingston's going to be on. So we're going to talk about Joey's uh, universal thing out there and what he <laughs> thinks is going to happen with Kofi. So we'll talk about that. Uh, so that's going to drop wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, we'll have it on our YouTube channel. Uh, just go to youtube.com slash battleground podcast and you can check out some past interviews like uh, Drew McIntyre, where all of a sudden Seamus comes in with a guitar and starts calling him an ass. So if you want to <laughs> check that out, definitely go do that. And uh, again, make sure that uh, down here, you see, there's a like button, thumbs up, click that. And then over here, there's a subscribe button. If it's not highlighted, go ahead and do that. And then uh, wherever the bell is for this, click that as well. So click all three, thumbs up, subscribe, and bell for my man Joey over there. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and putting me over that way. <laughs> uh, again, everybody listening right now, go follow, like, and subscribe to uh, Battle's uh, podcast, uh, Battleground Podcast. Follow me on social media. And again, like and comment, subscribe down below. And uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Battle, once again, thank you. Dude, and, it was uh, an honor. Glad to be here. Definitely have to do this again. We'll have to get you on our show as well. Absolutely. And uh, looking forward to Money in the Bank and seeing what happens with all these different scenarios that we just came up with. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And before you go, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe down below to stay up to date with the next big interview right here on The Angle Podcast.